The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. So we enter into part three of our spring renewal program. Our theme has been the resurrection of heart. It's been about uncovering the metaphysical and the practical meanings of the Easter story for people of all faiths. And to also highlight that we believe that it was the true mission of that great teacher to reveal the presence of love within us and activate that love, to resurrect the heart and to show us that if we can bring forth that heart, that we can heal the disease, the suffering, the pain of the human condition. And he demonstrated that. And so uh, as we continue with this, I I feel it calls us into a, a greater alignment uh, with, with our hearts and, and with the truths that we stand for. Uh, I love the story of this lady who pulled up in a car behind another car and she was kind of busy and on a schedule and the light turned green but the car in front of her didn't move. And, and, and she started yelling, hey, come on, get going, you know, but he, the car wasn't moving and she started getting increasingly upset and angry and banging on the steering wheel and the dashboard and yelling at the guy. And then the light turns yellow and she starts cursing and making certain gestures and honking the horn and yelling and the guy finally comes out of his stupor and accelerates through the yellow light and it turns red and she's stuck there and she goes ballistic oh my god just ballistic screaming and yelling and cursing and gesturing and there's a little tap on her window and to her surprise she looks up and there's a very serious looking policeman who demands that she get out of the car put her hands up And he then cuffs her, puts her in his police car, takes her to the station, and fingerprints her, photographs her, and tosses her in a cell to her total amazement. Well, a couple hours later, uh, they brought her back out there and uh, to the booking desk, and the original officer was there, and he said to her, I'm really sorry for the mistake. Uh, I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn, gesturing to the guy in front of you and cursing a blue streak at him, and then... I saw the love is the way license plate holder and the what would Jesus do and follow me to Sunday school bumper stickers and the chrome-plated fish symbol on the trunk. And so I naturally assumed you'd stolen that car. And so life gives us so many opportunities to explore how to be more aligned. Now, last Sunday, we called this coherence. It's a fancy term that scientists have come out with, heart coherence. And, and we shared a lot of research uh, last Sunday from the Heart Math Institute, Joe Dispenza, and others about how it is that even science nowadays is telling us that the heart center is the most powerful center within us, the most intelligent center within us, that it regulates all the uh, internal Uh, It regulates all the internal activities of our lives, and and, and it also is our portal. It's our portal into our divinity. It's our portal into what's called the unified field, which is what we call the one mind or the infinite intelligence, and and our ability then to feel oneness and, and wholeness. And what's so exciting is the realization that it is through the heart center that we activate our highest creativity. That we, when we can enter into a heart-centered state and then activate a higher intention for our life, marrying that with an up-leveled emotional state of gratitude and joy, 
that it is then that we become powerfully creative and we become the designers and the manifestors of our preferred new future. So it's a very exciting thing, this, this heart that we're looking at uh, during this series. Very exciting. Now, on this Palm Sunday, as it is called uh, in the Christian world, uh, there's some relevance in this too, because it commemorates that time uh, in the life and the ministry of Jesus where he made a very powerful decision against the recommendation of many around him. And it was the decision to take his ministry back into Jerusalem, to go back there for the second time. Now, it was significant to go back there because in his time away, he had become a superstar. Uh, he, his reputation had grown, and uh, he had become an equal threat, an equally great threat to the powers that be. And so he knew that it would be his undoing at one level. And yet, at the same time, he knew it would be the fulfilling of what we was about, what we was about at another level, because his whole purpose was to bring into greatest awareness, to go into the most public, powerful place, the spiritual and the governmental center of his day, Jerusalem, to go into that place, proclaiming that the heart is what matters, and that love is the greatest king, that love is the greatest force in this universe. And that it's time for humanity to move into that love space so that we can create the paradise that we deserve. As he prayed, on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in the mind of God. That was his prayer and that was his commitment. And so, at great threat, he went into Jerusalem. And uh, and, and it looked like a hero's entrance. I mean, it would have bloated anybody's ego. I mean, people had come out in throngs and they were yelling, Hosanna! which I would think means kind of like, yo, dude, in, in our day. <laughs> and they, as he rode in on a borrowed donkey, they laid palm fronds on the path in front, uh, a carpet of the high, like the red carpet of its day. Thus it's called Palm Sunday. And you know, I believe that the, the significance of this has to be that there are times in your life and mine when it's time, it's clearly time to get on with it. It's time to enter in to our possibilities. Our topic for this third installment of this series is the mission of heart. And it was the mission of that great teacher to show us that when we're centered in the heart, we don't have to run away. We don't have to retreat We don't have to sell out and compromise what our dreams are, what our callings might be. That instead we can go forward in love. We can go forward even when it seems like a great threat, a threat to our ego, uh, you know, a threat to our status, uh, a threat to what we think is our image or our importance that we can go forward even if it's a threat because we don't know what's going to happen, a threat to our tidy little plans that we've made up. And yet there are times when the heart calls us and it says, now's the time. Get on with it. It's time to enter in to the next step for you. So I want to ask you this day, what is the next step? What are you being called to enter into? What greater possibility is beckoning to you? And as we look at the mission of heart, the mission of heart is to provide us the courage that it takes to go ahead and do it. 
to go forward. That word courage is born of, of the word love, acquire in French, and it, it means heart. And so there's a heartfelt courage that can lift you up above all of the things that say, don't do it, it's not safe, it's not right, da, 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 da. But your heart knows, not only knows what to do, but it knows how you can go there. And that's what that great teacher demonstrated, the enormous love that he experienced and expressed. I think he's regarded as one of the greatest master teachers because he loved so purely and he loved so unconditionally. I mean, he gathered around himself the lowly of his day, the ones that were despised in his day. He, he gathered around himself the lepers and the prostitutes and the laborers, the fishermen, the common fishermen, the tax collectors, and all who were despised. And he loved them so much. It's like he, he went beyond the veneer of their own sense of inadequacy. He, he, he went beyond the veneer of, of, of what he, everybody had said about them. And he loved them so much so that they could love themselves. He loved them so much that they healed and became healers. And it's, it's so interesting and, and at some level for me sad that so many religious institutions that claim Jesus as their ultimate guide still propagate fear and guilt, still suggest that the infinite God is not really unconditionally loving, but that that divine love is capable of rejecting certain peoples or nations and and capable of casting untold souls into a fiery hell of damnation and that this infinite love, this infinite intelligence, the only way that it can seem to write the whole scenario of human life is to design an Armageddon and a destruction to to end it all, and, and all of this used as manipulators of fear and control. And yet this great teacher had nothing to do with any of this. He said you can take all this stuff, set it aside, and just love. Just love God with everything in you, and love your neighbor as yourself, and you'll fulfill it all if you'll love in this way. And so there's this great heart at the center of this day that says, let's love enough to take the next step as people. Take the next steps in society. Let's get on with it. I mean, as our children marched here, they're saying, let's get on to something bigger and better. The same old patterns aren't workable anymore. Where in your life is it time to get on with it? I mean, really, not just thinking about it, dreaming about it, but I mean, let's get on with it. From a place of heart and courage, knowing that it's fulfilling the gift you're here to give. And then perhaps we can join ranks and decide it's time to shift to a higher level of love to propagate a literacy of the heart in our culture in this day. And so... The mission of heart, I would summarize it up like this. The mission of heart is is to bring us home, 
build us up, bond us together, and birth us anew. Now, I want to take those one at a time. First of all, it's, it's to bring us home. The mission of heart, as we wander into fear and dedicate our lives to fear, it's to bring us home to our true power base, and that is the love that is within us. Because it says perfect love, if we can discover that love of the divine within us, perfect love casts out fear. And, and when we're beyond, when we're bigger than fear, it doesn't mean we don't feel fear, but when we dedicate our lives to something bigger than fear and dedicate our lives to our hearts and to our love, then we can go forward dynamically in our experience. How easy it is to forget that it's all about love and that we're born of love. Love birthed you, the divine love. Love sustains you in this moment. And in every moment of our lives, we are more love than we ever could imagine. And yet, we wander into separation and fear. The mission of heart is to bring us home. Maya Angelou has been such an inspiration to me and so many. She writes about an early time in her young adult life. She writes, in my 20s in San Francisco, I became a sophisticate and an acting agnostic. It wasn't that I'd stopped believing in God. It's just that God didn't seem to be around the neighborhoods I frequented. And then a voice teacher introduced me to the book Lessons in Truth, which is a great metaphysical classic. One day, the teacher, Frederick Wilkerson, asked me to read to him. I was 24, very erudite, very worldly. And he asked that I read a section that ended with these words, God loves me. Well, I read the piece and closed the book, and the teacher said, read it again. And I pointedly opened the book, and I sarcastically read, God loves me. And he said, again. And after about the seventh rendition, I began to sense that there might be truth in the statement, that there was a possibility that God really did love me. Me, Maya Angelou. I suddenly began to cry at the grandness of it all. I knew that if God loved me, then I could do wonderful things. I could try great things, learn anything, achieve anything. For what could stand against me with God? Since one person, any person with God, constitutes a majority. That knowledge humbles me, melts my bones, closes my ears, and makes my teeth rock loosely in their gums. And it also liberates me. I am a big bird winging over high mountains, down into serene valleys. I am ripples of waves on silver seas. I'm a spring leaf trembling in anticipation. Let's say those words. God loves me. Together. God loves me. Again. God loves me. Now pause. We're not talking about a distant entity out there somewhere. We're talking about the very field of love that births all things and can only be that which it is. And we're born of that. We are that. Let's say it again. God loves me. The mission of going to our hearts is to bring us home to that so we can be just as powerful as she articulated so beautifully. And then secondly, the mission of love is, is to build us up. The mission of love is to remind us that we're never really faint of heart because the heart is deeply strong and resilient and resourceful. And so we are built up with courage. 
that heartfelt passion to go forward in our lives. You know, if you feel less than what you're called to, go to your heart. That's where courage lives. That's where inspiration and guidance dwell. Go there. Don't go into the voices around you and the analyses of the intellect. Go to the heart and trust it. What better to trust than your heart when you really get down to it? Is there anything really better to trust than your precious, beautiful, powerful heart, which is a vortex for the divine? Courage is there. However, that courage isn't given in advance. Ah, there's the rub. The courage shifts in when you move. It is in the process of going forward that our courage shows up. So we center in the heart, acknowledge that there's a great power there, great inspiration and the courage. Build ourselves up in that, and we go forward. Yeah, it brings us home. The heart builds us up, and then the heart bonds us together. Because we come out of the illusion of separation, out of feeling like we're a lone wolf, cast off, just trying to hide out. No, we're bonded together as one, one human family. And how beautiful that is. Years ago, when when we were in the process of leaving, pulling out of Vietnam, I was watching some sort of news report. And one of the tragedies of that whole experience was the many orphan children over there in Vietnam. And um, there were many relief efforts generated in the United States and food and supplies and medicines uh, were uh, collected and shipped over there. And as one of the ships had docked uh, there, there was a fence uh, around the dock as they unloaded the supplies and the food and children had pressed up against that fence, many, many deep, knowing that they could finally have some food. And when they were prepared, they opened the gates and the children started rushing in and the cameras were following it. Then all of a sudden, a big chunk of that stream of kids veered off somewhere else. And then the cameraman was kind of confused at it and, and finally adjusted the, 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 the camera. And what was attracting the children was there were three or four nurses knelt down giving hugs. And so many of the kids who hadn't eaten wanted, wanted love more. Feed me there. First, we all share that. You know, the child in every one of us not only wants to feel loved and be loved, but to give that love. And we're all one in that, that love. I was so touched Friday night as uh, I talked with a new friend, Janet Mock, and we, we dialogued uh, about how love is what can lift up our culture and we can embrace all beings, and especially those who are transgendered in that process. And, and to stop seeing this as abnormality, but as, as a beautiful moving into what's right and whole for these beautiful ones and how we can take that kind of consciousness into all of the areas where there's discrimination or injustice or, or uh, disenfranchisement. And I was so proud of us for being a, a place that truly authentically stands for that because that's what the heart does. Yeah, it brings us home. It builds us up, bonds us together, and ultimately, it births us anew. Ultimately, when we come back to the heart, center in that, explore its incredible power, live from that place, no matter what we've gone through, it births us anew. 
Even if you feel like you're in a deadened place, like you're in a wasteland or a desert experience in your life. Oh, I tell you what, go to the heart and and the fountain of that heart will flow forth in healing waters to green that area of your life. And, And that's what the heart is about. The heart knows that there's no ultimate ending to anything. There's only the continued evolvement and the revealing of the spirit. And as we'll explore next Sunday in even greater depth, even when we let go of these physical body temples, still we are rebirthed that the spiritual essence of us goes forward for it cannot die. It's born of that which is life unending. And it goes forward into greater expressions of life. So too, any area of your life that seems like it has arrived at its ending is really just the portal for the beginning of something greater. It can birth you anew. You probably know the name Malala Yousafzai. Here's a picture of her. This beautiful, extraordinary young person, among many extraordinary young people, bringing light to our world. Just as a reminder, she's a Pakistani girl. And and in the um, early 2000s, the Taliban uh, moved into her area and forbade girls to go to school. Well, at the very young age of 11, Malala started a blog to alert the world to what the Taliban were doing. And she kept doing that and got the attention of many, many uh, forces in the world. And the New York uh, Times, in fact, did a documentary and filmed her in this. And she did many, many uh, kinds of interviews. And her awareness, the awareness of her grew, so much so that Desmond Tutu nominated her for the International Children's Peace Prize. Well, then, in October of 2012, she was riding on a bus. And that was when a Taliban, Taliban gunman shot her in the head and in the neck. And, of course, this got worldwide attention Um, she was given everything that they could give her and she got well enough that they could transport her to England and get superior care there and and she survived. She survived this horrendous act. What I am so moved by is not only then has she become a voice for peace and a voice for children, a voice for women everywhere, but beyond that, I love where she arrived. She arrived back in her heart. And through all of that, it birthed her anew into another space. In her words, she said, I feel like this life is not my life. It's a second life. I was spared for a reason, to use my life for helping people. I truly believe the only way we can create global peace is through not only educating our minds, but also our hearts and souls. This is what my soul is telling me. Be peaceful and love everyone. Be peaceful and love everyone. This Palm Sunday, what's your soul telling you? Hmm? Listen. Sense that your portal to the soul self is your heart. And you go there and you let go of fear and unworthiness. And you call forth the courage of the heart to bring you home. To build you up. To bond you with all beings and to birth you anew into something greater that calls to you. Whatever it is, that the spirit of you might be glorified 
and expressed. Such a beautiful thing. So it's time to get on with it, right? Time to get on with it. Step forward boldly into our possibilities. And that's the way it is.